Welcome to Geeks Worldwide presents Press Any Key. I am, of course, your host, Michael Schluger, and this is episode 298. It has been quite some time, ladies and gentlemen, but we are back uh, doing an audio-only podcast because apparently things have gone askew since the last time we've done the podcast, um, and the video does not wish uh, to cooperate with us. Um, that doesn't mean we don't have an amazing show for you, so let me introduce the crew. Uh, we have Josh Irwin. Hey, what's going on? Connor Howard. Howdy. How we doing out there? And of course, Yahel. Hello. Hi. Hi. It's good to have you. It's going to be a real sexy one. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey guys. Um, so I like where we're going. I like where I we're know, going. Right? Yeah, this, this yeah. is good. This I'm, is good. I'm, I'm aroused. <laughs> so uh obviously uh things have changed a little bit here at press Key headquarters we have now uh switched over to a monthly podcast um and we're going to be focusing on other content um you know in the near future uh but we still love chatting about video games we still uh you know we don't want to get too rusty on our podcasting skills so uh we're going to do a once a month uh, wrap up of gaming news. So let us jump into the fray. Uh, the first, our first story is sort of a follow up um, to a, a, you know a big, big topic in late 2017, and that is of course loot boxes. Um, there is now potentially uh, pending legislation in Washington regarding loot boxes, but it's. I mean, if you guys read the story, it's it's kind of um, in, in its infancy right now. It's basically three Democratic state senators uh, from Washington have introduced a bill that if the bill passes, it would require the State Gaming Commission to then examine loot boxes and determine, quote, whether games and apps containing these mechanisms are considered gambling under Washington law. Hmm. So that's it. So it's basically like uh, we're going to pass a bill that's going to then have the regulate the state gambling commission think about this, and that's that's it. That's the, that's where we're at right now. Um, do you guys think this is going to go anywhere, or is this just sort of, you know? I mean, it seems like it's just going to keep escalating. I mean, I doubt it's going to go anywhere anytime soon. It's uh, it, it almost I, you know the article at one point it says that. Uh, I guess one of the senators introducing it is kind of saying, like, look, uh, to the industry, hey, regulate yourselves, which it just kind of reminds me a little bit of the uh, whole ESRB formation. Yes. Yes. That's that's a very good point. So uh, you're, you're basically saying that this is sort of just like saber rattling. Um, this is just to sort of uh, get everyone's attention, and then hopefully the, the video game industry will sort of jump into action and clean up their own mess. I think yeah, I so. feel like that's the most likely. And the, the reason I think that is just, I'm sure that this whole issue will continue to be a lightning rod for the the consumer community. But uh, the way that our legislative situation in America is looking right now, it's very, uh, regulations are kind of a four-letter word. Like, in instituting new regulations on an industry is like really unlikely in this political climate. Um, and I just don't, I just don't see it happening. I, I think it's going to, I think this like, con like Congress is li not likely to take that kind of action right now. 
especially over something as like kind of murky as whether or not video game items are gambling. It's just kind of like not a really solid issue. I don't think yeah, a lot this, of people will take is, a stand on. This is on the state level, obviously not on yeah. the uh, national right, level. Right, right, right. Somebody should tell them that they're about two months too late. This argument's been had uh, by the state governments of other places. China's had this argument, and it and it just doesn't stick. Um, so somebody should tell them that they're about two months too late, and tell them, remind them that uh, Forza has uh, loot boxes, and Microsoft might not be too happy that they want to introduce a bill like but, this. But but here's the thing. I mean, you, you know, China's basically one one big place. Whereas here in the states. If you have just one or two states pass something, then as a developer, you know, or a publisher, what are you going to do? You're going to make like different versions for different states depending on what they pass. I, th- yeah. I, th- I think if only a, play- a few places pass something, it's going to force an industry-wide change. It won't be Washington though, because Reading is too valuable to. No, I, I don't. I don't think it'll be Washington either. Mm. That's those are all excellent points. Um, spot on, gentlemen. Uh, you know, and the, the interesting thing to me is, obviously, if you've been following the whole Star Wars Battlefront 2 thing, they're about to introduce a bunch of changes, and some people are saying that the loot boxes are going to be coming back. To yeah, they've, they've been saying the microtransactions will be phased back in in some shape or form. I don't right. think anyone's really sure what exactly that'll entail, but... But yeah, they're they're gonna make they're gonna take another crack at it. There's no way they can like they, they or there's no way they can't. They have to. They sold yeah. like 12 million copies of that game. They're doing just fine. Yeah, they were. I think they started to shit the bed a little bit, just you know, out of fear of like the stock price hit that they took. But honestly, you know, after the holiday season is accounted for, they actually Josh is right. They actually did pretty well. Yeah, they did really well with that game. Yeah, that sure that did. that makes me a little sad, honestly. But it just goes to show you that it's not the um, it's not the hardcore gaming community that is buying these games. It's it's the mass, you know, mass market. Just see Star Wars, and they they picked it up. And I I, I do think it's gonna, you know, they're gonna bring it back. Mm-hmm. Well, they did run a few pretty attractive sales on it over the holidays right. too, though, and that oh, helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually saw it for thirty bucks, and that's why I own it now. Please don't hate me. <laughs> it was, it was thirty guess, bucks. I was like, dude, I can't pass that up. I, mean, I see a lot of parents buying it for their kids too. I'm sure. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely I, part of it. I pay for EA access and Origin access, so I'm gonna own it one way or the other here. Pretty soon, so. <laughs> mm. Well, that's different, but I understand. I understand. So we'll see. Fans would have never fallen for this. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, uh, so we're obviously going to keep our eye on the subject, and as more developments happen, we'll definitely keep all you uh, people out there of the internet's abreast of the developments. But uh, let's keep it moving. Our next story actually does involve you know Xbox and Microsoft that we just talked about. Um, they recently. Uh, announced a really, really interesting expansion uh, to their Game Pass program. So, Josh, I'm going to, you know, turn this one over to you and let you talk about it a little bit. What is Game Pass, and what's what's this expansion that that's happening? Okay, if you're not familiar with Game Pass, uh, Xbox here a few months ago, about six months ago, tried to create sort of the Netflix of gaming services. This isn't like PlayStation's service where they're streaming games. They have games that are in their library that you can go, you can sign up for the service. It's about $10 a month, and you can download and play these games as much as you want. Now, what Xbox did here recently, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, is they announced that all of their new self-published titles 
will be available from day one on the Xbox Game Pass service. So if you're a huge Halo fan, if you're a huge Forza fan, and you want to play the new Halo or the new Forza, instead of going down to Redbox and shelling out five bucks or going to to you know Best Buy and shelling out 60, you can sign up for this $10 a month thing and play the game the day it comes out, download it to your system, play it just like everybody else, which I think is in a word, bold. I think that is a bold, bold move for Microsoft. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, that's crazy to me. That's a that's a huge step into a uh, you know an economy that's that's taking a shape. Well, it's it's been an established economy for a while, but it's it's getting really more relevant by the day. Is this whole subscription service uh, model that you know a lot of people are latching onto, uh, and so you know. I think it's I think it's inevitable that Microsoft and Xbox would take a step into it, but that's a strong that's a strong move into that landscape. I think. The, now, the interesting thing to me is obviously you've you've got uh, I, I looked at the games here, and it's sort of a mixed bag as to what's currently available. There's some good stuff, but there's also a bunch of junk, mm-hmm. like uh, Zoo Tycoon Ultimate Animal Edition. Um, <laughs> they put a lot of Xbox 360 Hot. backward compatible stuff on it too. Oh yeah, yeah. They had to oh. pad the library somehow because there's not like there's a ton of Xbox Xbox exclusives to you know show off. Yeah, right. I think I think the, I think I saw that they were adding um, what is it Mech Assault from the original Xbox even uh, one and two. I think they were going to add those, so they've got a bunch of that old back catalog stuff out there. Yeah, I'm definitely seeing there's there's a bunch of Xbox 360 games in here. Um, but like there's another game called The Golf Club. I don't think anyone is chomping at the bit to play the uh the golf club. That was a big deal when it came out, actually. <laughs> was it? Yeah, that, that game <laughs> was how I don't believe you. No, that game was a big deal. It was uh one of the best golf simulations that were available when it came out. It got a lot of <laughs> it, it got a lot of buzz and it came out about the same time as Tiger Woods. No, seriously. It came out about the I same think... time as the Tiger Woods stuff. Like and the problem was, is I can't see him, so I'm not sure if he's actually trolling me. <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> trolling you. He sounds very sincere, Mike. <laughs> don't don't talk shit about golf club. <laughs> I, I, never, rule about I, never, golf club. <laughs> I never played it, but it was it was sort of a big sure. deal when it came out. It was sort of I I I'm a hot shots golf guy or everybody's golf, whatever the hell <laughs> Yeah, so I mean there's there's some cool classics here, um, which I think are great. Like there's a uh, Sam and Max Save the World and Sam and Max uh, Beyond Time and Space, which is awesome for anyone that likes Sam and Max. There's they have the original Soul Calibur, the first one um, on this on this game's pass, but it's it's a it's a very odd mix. Um, and you know, if if you just show me the games list, I don't think I would have done it for ten ninety nine. I'll be honest with you. Because it has a lot of stuff that I don't want to play, but I think like Crackdown Three or Sea of Thieves, I think a lot of people are going to jump on at, at that ten ninety nine price point to play those. I, I think you're right. It's it's not necessarily like, hey, look at all these great games you can play. It's just more like, look at this vast swath. It, even if there's like some junk in there, like you said, Mike, it's just kind of you know you have access to all of them, so you can try whatever. Even if if you've never played something before, even if it looks stupid, you can just grab it and see. Right. Farming Simulator 15. Yeah, I know that exactly. was a that was a, a big hit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 It was big in Kansas. 
I uh, I saw an article related to this where uh, I, I guess like local or, or you know like game shops are basically mad at Microsoft about this because it, they they feel like it undercuts their whole you know use games business. I don't think Microsoft cares. Uh, no, they, I'm sure they don't. <laughs> yeah, they like cry about it. GameStop, like GameStop, is actually getting hit pretty hard these days. That's another example, I think. And they're not wrong. I think they, I think they have a point that 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 really could cut into their market share. But I don't know what anyone's well, going mean, to do about but, but it. But how many how many Xbox games are they selling really at this point? That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, there was some retailer in Austria that actually stopped Xbox One hardware hardware sales due to this. Really? Yeah. yeah, I saw. Uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Ga- gameware. Gameware is their name. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Um, so I'm very curious about this one uh, in terms of like how other people feel about this. So uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, we'd love to hear back from you. Is is the Xbox Game Pass something that you're going to be trying out in the coming months? Uh, but let's keep it moving. Um, our next story, this has obviously happened earlier in the month, but we you know still felt it was significant. So we wanted to, to, to talk about this. Mad Cats. Mad Cats is back. Hell yes. Uh, so I <laughs> My thought old this friends. Was really cool and very surprising, I should say. Um, who, who, who was the one that linked to this story? Was this you as well, Josh? Yeah, this one was me too. All right, yeah. so I will let you... Because uh, the, the way it came back, I think, is the, is the coolest part. So I'm going to let you talk about that. I mean, it's pretty interesting the way that it came back, right? It's, it's a bunch of old... Act, um, investors and ex-employees of Mad Cats in China that decided that the brand wasn't dead. They bought it back uh, after it got sold off in like a bankruptcy sale last year or whatever. And um, they went to CES this year and unveiled a bunch of crap. Um, So they, you know, they, you know, they released a new version of their really weird techno looking mouse. And uh, there's a new led keyboard they've got coming out, a new headset all of that good stuff. And I just, this is, it's the cat came back, man. This thing will never, ever, ever die. The cat is back. <laughs> and, and, and again, I want to, I want to emphasize these are, these are people who worked in the Mad Cats production facilities in China. These are the factory workers who banded together, formed an LLC, and just basically pooled their money to buy the brand back, which is, it's a crazy story. That is admirable. Like whatever you think of the brand itself, like that's that shows a lot of work ethic. That's pretty admirable, I think. That's really cool. I would have I would have never believed it. Like if you yeah. just told me, like, I would have I would have never believed it. That's very very cool. Um, and so obviously, you know, one of the biggest reasons for Mad Cats' death was because they kind of, you know, dive too deep, as it were. <laughs> they uh, they decided to become the exclusive uh, peripheral maker for the. Um, it wasn't Guitar Hero. It was uh, Rock Band. Was it? Rock Band? Rock yeah. Band. I think they were the the exclusive console manufacturer. Not console. The um, the peripheral instrument. Yeah, instrument peripheral manufacturer. Uh, Rock Band, and it drove them bankrupt because that game did not do as well as they needed it to do. Um, and obviously, the, this is this is they're going back to their roots, right? No, no uh, game peripherals here, or no instrument peripherals here. It's just mice keyboard headset that sort of thing so their roots to me will always be that shitty genesis controller that i gave my friend so (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah i remember i remember some absolutely horrible ps2 knockoff controllers that 
It was like, hey, hey, here you go, bro. This is your controller. Like, oh, thanks, asshole. I, I've, I've still got, <laughs> I've still got some Dreamcast controllers that are fucking awful. <laughs> it was like they'd have like random spikes jutting out of the handles. Like, like literally, like I dare you to pick this up. I well, dare yeah. you to try and play a game with this. Like, it's horrible. But, <laughs> it was so bad. But the dead zone on the sticks was unreal. Like, unreal. Like, you'd get all the way to the edge, and then all of a sudden, you're. It was. It was insane. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't like look around. It was. They were impossible to use. Yeah, there was no precision. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh man, so great. <laughs> it's so bad, but so good. It, it really was. It, re- it and I'm curious to see how the company is. I wish them all the luck in the world. I we want to see Mad Cat succeed. Yeah, all. yeah. Like, I mean, past experiences aside, looking at their new offerings, like those those mouses are you know pretty legit looking. I'd have to really hear some specs on them, but I mean. Hopefully, it looks like they're coming back strong, which is great. Like they're really swinging for the fences now. So I mean that best, that, best mouse, that mouse looks like a uh, which call it like an Autobots left nut or something like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. the mouse the mouse pad is cool, right? Because it's one of those induction chargers. So like you never have to charge a mouse because the mouse pad is charged. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize that. That's very yeah. Nice. So that's kind of neat. I think that's kind of cool. Very yeah, nice. So we're going to we're going to keep an eye on this. Obviously, this is all stuff that's coming out soon. Uh, but uh, once it's released, hopefully we'll get someone here. We'll pick one up and we'll do a little review for it. Um, let's talk about Nintendo. Let's talk about Nintendo for a minute. Uh, usually that's like our first topic uh, of the, yeah, for the episodes. Go right for Nintendo. Most I do. Time. I do. But I wanted to, you know, new year, new approach. Want to do something a little different. Uh, Nintendo has been very, very busy uh, as of late. So, first of all, uh, I think to absolutely nobody's surprise at this point, uh, the Switch has completely outsold the Wii U. Oh, yeah. Um, which is impressive, but also not surprising given the trajectory that we had seen them on. So, uh, for those that are interested in the numbers, the Wii U over its entire life cycle, right? It was around for about five years sold 13.56 million the switch which is not even a year old at this point because it came out when march i believe mm-hmm. i think so mm-hmm. it's march has sold 14.86 million oh man get dunked on son yeah that's ridiculous <laughs> so i'm sure nintendo's very happy about this i'm sure they're all high-fiving each other and uh you know, the attach rate, obviously, for Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild is, like, through the roof. We're talking about, like, 90% plus attach rate. So uh, things are looking good for them. Uh, we'll see. You know, I am I, I, uh, definitely eating a little crow based on some of the things we had said before. Um, they also recently, and let's say recently, I mean, like, today, the day that we're recording this podcast, confirmed that they are making a Super Mario film this is going to be a 3D uh, movie, not live action. Don't you know, in case anyone's getting flashbacks. Um, <laughs> it is going to be made uh, by Illumination. Illumination Studios are the same guys behind the Despicable Me and Minions, that sort of thing. And uh, Shigeru Miyamoto has been named as a co-producer on the film, so that's pretty cool. That's cool. And, and yeah, it's good to know that um, John Logazamo will not be making a return as Luigi, which. You know, just get the disappointment out of the way early because that's what I had to do. <laughs> I'm sure they'll give him a cameo. I'm sure. I, I they better. <laughs> um, who was who was the guy who played Mario in the old one? I can't remember. 
Like he, oh, he's dead. Uh, he passed oh, away. He, uh, he is. That's he right. From Roger Rabbit. Uh, that guy. Yeah, I can't place his name. But I, I can through the magical power of the internet, I can tell you who. It was. Oh wait, yeah, I'm sitting in a computer. I could do that. <laughs> no, I'm just. I was just curious, but no, that's it, cool. I mean, that's a good studio. I mean, Minions is a freaking runaway, runaway smash. So. You know that's that's good firepower they have behind the name. So. It was uh, Bob Hoskins, by the way. Bob yeah. Hoskins, oh, no. that's who it was. Um, so rest in peace. Yes. So the, uh, the I think the most interesting announcement, though, uh, that's come out of Nintendo this month uh, has to be the Nintendo Labo. Uh, is that how that's being pronounced or Labo? How is it being pronounced? You guys, I have no I idea. Think people are, uh, the podcasts I've listened to have said Labo. Right, because I, I assume it's a shortening of laboratory, so... That's what it yeah. sounds like to me, yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is, I think, a really interesting move. Um, and in, in case you've been living under a rock for the past month, uh, Nintendo Labo is basically... Um, oh God, how do, I, how do you even explain it? It's, 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 it's a toy video game. Um, it, it's a, a bunch of cardboard cutouts that you then put together in the shape of various things like a piano or um, a racing wheel, a fishing rod, that sort of thing. And then, you know, you play a a game on the Switch using the controller that you just built. Um, And of course, I think everyone immediately was drawn to the robot one, which is a separate kit. There's going to be two of them. Um, And they're expensive, right? These are not cheap uh games i think one kit alone is 70 i think the robot is 70 and i think the other one is or is it like 90 and 70 do you guys remember the pricing i think you're right i think it was 80 and 70 or 90 and 70 i think you're right yeah so these are these are not cheap but they're really cool and they're really really different from anything i've seen um in a long time and obviously nintendo has sort of a, a history uh, a legacy as a toy manufacturer, but let's be honest here, they haven't made toys in the, um, you know, I mean, obviously you could, you could argue the console is a toy, but they haven't made a toy in the traditional sense in a very, very long time. So what was your takeaway when you guys saw this? I, I just kind of felt like it was a classic. No, it, 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 it felt like such a familiar thing for Nintendo to do. Like it made so much sense. But at the same time, it was like so out of left field. I was like, not expecting that at all. But I don't think anyone was expecting. Yeah, yeah. But it's such a spirit of Nintendo thing, if you know what I mean. Where it's like, mm-hmm. here, have this kind of whimsical, goofy thing that like lets you express yourself because we're Nintendo. Like that's just it made so much sense to me. I'm still figuring out like how exactly it's being packaged and sold and like how it's being used. I'm like still learning about it, but. Just the concept was like, wow, that's that's Nintendo, all right. Like that, they're really, they're really pushing the boundaries of what the Switch can be, what a console can be, what a handheld can be. Um, so, like, I'm confused, but also like, yeah, go, 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 go for it, guys. Like, good for you. Like, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? pretty much. So yeah, so there's there's two kits. The robot kit by itself is eighty dollars, and that's. Uh, from from what the trailer made it look like, I mean, how cool was it to, you know, the robots matching your movements one-to-one is pretty freaking badass. Mm-hmm. Um, the variety kit, which is basically everything else, everything that is not the robot, is $70. Uh, 
Um, and that includes all the things I mentioned before, a piano, a fishing rod, um, looks like a mini home, um, a, uh, a little bug almost that you can control. Like it looks like some sort of robot bug thing and uh, steering wheel, all that stuff. Uh, this definitely, I think, appeals to everyone's inner kid. You know, mm. like yeah, sure. if I had a kid, uh, I would buy this for them. But even without a kid, I still kind of want to like play around with this. Yeah. What are the chances the robot's going to fit my 250 pound ass? That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> that is an excellent question, sir. <laughs> they, it might come with extra cardboard to just sort of expand the frame. Maybe I, you could probably salvage some boxes and jury <laughs> rake it if you needed to. I have it's, got a, it's got all those pulleys and strings and stuff. I just wonder, you know, I'm kind of six five and huge. So <laughs> Well Nintendo knows that they've got guys like you in their fan base. I think they'll take care of you somehow. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Josh, you're grown ass man. Yeah, I'm six five. Jesus Holy shit. Christ, man. you I didn't realize you were that tall. Yeah, it's taller than me. Holy shit. I wouldn't think Yeah. Shit a year ago a year ago I was three hundred and twenty pounds. I'm two fifty now, so Yay. You're doing good, man. I'm I'm like three hundred and twenty pounds and I'm six two. So yeah, nice. up, man. that's great. Um uh, yeah, no, it's awesome. But I that's 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 probably I guess my number one concern is how um like the it's cardboard, right? So the concern would be is it gonna last? Right? It seems like it, it could fall apart a little easily. That'd probably be my my number one concern. Yeah. Kids are rough. Let's be Am- honest. There. Amazon Prime's got you covered. I, I promise. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be like replacement parts and stuff. Because yeah, they uh, come on every Amazon Prime shipment. I guarantee you, you have an Amazon <laughs> Prime box sitting in your house right now. <laughs> You're right. He's got my number there. I mean, that's very true. <laughs> it's got to be a big ass box for that robot, though. Let's be honest here. But uh, yeah, well, yes. Point taken. Exactly. <laughs> point taken. With that one more reason to use Amazon, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm looking forward to this. Um, did they announce a release date for this? I can't uh, recall. Yeah, 420. <laughs> oh, that's right. 420. That's right. Uh, uh, <laughs> if I didn't know any better, oh, I, I would think they were trolling us. But yeah, yeah. 420 of this. Um, so very cool. I'm looking forward to reading some reviews on this and, and uh, seeing if it uh, lives up to the hype as it were. Same. Right. Yeah. Looking forward to the launch day streams. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> definitely, That'll definitely. Um, switching things, uh, switching lanes, I should say. Uh, PlayStation Four news. There's not too much on the PlayStation front, but. One very interesting development that we did want to highlight, um, and that involves hackers. Hackers recently, uh, you know, do their hacker thing, and they basically were able to emulate a PlayStation 2 using a PS4. That's not, you know, to me, like, this wasn't surprising. This wasn't like, oh, my God, you mean the PS4 is powerful enough to emulate a PlayStation 2? (laughs) Um, It was like, okay, about time we figured this out. But uh, to me, uh, what I see coming out of this is this is sort of proof that, uh, that Sony, if they wanted to, 
could give us that PlayStation 2 support, could give us that backwards compatibility um, if they wanted to. And I think that, obviously, Xbox has been getting a lot of positive praise and and sort of positive... um, What's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, son of a bitch, I can't can't think of the word I'm looking for here. Like well, karma, essentially. Good, like goodwill. Goodwill. Well, yes, thank you guys. Microsoft has been getting a lot of goodwill recently for doing backwards compatibility with both the 360 and the original Xbox. So I see uh, Sony totally being like, "Well, guess what, guys? You can have backwards." Comp- Billy 2, there you go. PlayStation 2, go crazy. Yeah, and if I remember, doesn't the article say that, you know, all that they're using is the built-in uh, emulation that's already baked into the PS4. So it's yeah. not like it would take much for uh, for Sony to make it a feature. Yeah, yes and no. So you care to elaborate? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was so, there's that little pause, like, so tell me more. So it's using the built-in hardware to emulate. However, the games, from what I understand after looking into this article, is that the games require um, special modification to work. What modification? What sort of modification? S- there's, like, special files that you have to download so that it runs the right way on the PS2. And each game is slightly different. Yeah, but it just seems like just a certain file. Doesn't seem like a big barrier, though. It's not a huge barrier, but if you're if you're talking about Sony trying to ma- manage that um, to make everything backwards compatibility for little to no benefit, I, I don't see them doing that when they don't have well, to. That, well, that's the thing. I feel like they could have done this all along and they're just being assholes about it and sort of like holding this back. Maybe this is like sort of an ace in their back pocket for when they like fuck up and they're like, shit, we need to do something to uh, make up for whatever stupid shitty thing that we did. So here's place here's PlayStation two backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just, I'm reminded of the 360. Do you remember when the 360 launched and it had Xbox one backwards compatibility? Vaguely. Yeah. Um, they had to add support for each individual game, which is what it sounds mm. like this would have to do, which is why they said I'm okay with it. that. Well, yeah, but they, <laughs> from a business standpoint, they had to stop doing it because it was sustainable for them because they didn't have any, any profit reason to do it. And Sony's so far ahead of the game right now, they don't have any profit reason to, to, to do that, to take on that responsibility, to take on that effort. You know what I, mean? I think they like their fans, but not that much, where they would yeah. just sort of go out of their way to, hey, here you go. Exactly. I, th- I think Mike, you had a great point where it's like, it might just be something they're saving for, like saving for when they need it, or like when they're out of ideas, like, oh, well, let's just do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's obviously unclear from this article how much work goes into making the special file that you referenced, to mm-hmm. Josh, but I mean, and obviously the PlayStation 2 library is quite massive, but I think if you just stuck to like the classics, even that would would go, I think, a long way towards you know garnering goodwill and and, and positive feelings towards Sony. Oh, sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to this. So basically, what I'm saying is, Sony, I really hope you royally fuck up soon. So you have to pull this out of your back pocket. <laughs> Long story short, yeah, uh, please yeah. fuck up, um, so so we can get the goods. Yeah, I hope Xbox Game Pass eats your lunch. So that- that's right. There we go. Circle of life. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> 
Um, and uh, speaking of Circle of Life, we're going to talk about the PC Master Race for a moment. Although that's that's not quite true because Overwatch is available on consoles as well. Uh, but the Overwatch League has launched in January. Um, it's doing well. I, have you guys? Has anyone watched it? Besides mm-hmm. myself, I've watched it, but has anyone else done it? No, I have not. No. All right. I, I recommend you you check it out just once, just see what it's like. I think they've done a phenomenal job of casting the games and making it easy to follow what's happening. Um, so they recently announced, and when I say they, I mean uh, Blizzard, um, Blizzard, Twitch, and I think there was one other company involved that uh, announced that during uh, the most during the opening weekend. Um, the ratings were on average 280,000 viewers per minute, which beats out Thursday night football on streaming services for average viewers. Um, so there's a lot to unpack there. Um, now I'll be honest with you. I don't know a ton about football. Does anyone else here feel that they're familiar with football? I mean, I, I, I could recognize so. it. I could recognize a football game if it was on TV in front of me. I yeah, give you that much. <laughs> I'm more of an XFL man. <laughs> it's coming back. Uh, Finally, they're bringing it back. So. Yeah, that's right. I saw. <laughs> no, I, I I know that it's Eagles and Patriots for the Super Bowl. That's about all I know about football. Okay, so none of us are big football guys here. Big surprise. Um, but no, what, what my understanding is that Thursday night football is like where the shitty football games are played, mm. uh, is what I read. And basically, it also is only comparing the streaming services. So it's not talking about people that have tuned in, um, you know, from you know watching regular television broadcasts. It's just people who are watching the games either through Amazon or Twitter. I didn't realize that Twitter broadcasts NFL games, but there you go. You learn something new every day. Um, What is interesting is that there was a a reported total of 10 million unique viewers during the opening weekend. So I think there's definitely a big base uh, to build from. And I mean, I, I still think these numbers are really, really good. Uh, like, you know, uh, at its peak, it was 437,000 concurrent viewers, which, I mean, is anything else on Twitch even come close to that? I don't think so. Yeah, that's pretty top of the pile. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, like, what you'll see is entire, um, I'm going to look on Twitch right now just to sort of, given the idea but right now overwatch has the most viewers on twitch and that's at ninety three thousand. Ninety three thousand people are watching someone play overwatch this is like obviously quadruple that number so that's really really impressive now opening weekend i think you know obviously is always going to have the, the highest numbers but uh i recommend everyone give it a shot if you're a fan of first person shooters um, take a look, see what you think. I, I think it's really, really well done. And if Chris was here, he would tell you to watch his YouTube show, 100 Owls, and uh, he'll keep you up to date with what's happening. Absolutely, check yeah. that out. Yeah, 
it's good. It's well done. It's a well done show. Did you know that Twitch has a category called IRL? I did not know this. Yep, I knew that. It's, that's that's a- weird. In real life, like, how does that work? It's just people talking, not playing a video game or something. Interesting. Uh, it's kind of the voyeur cams from porn channels. If you've ever, never mind. Oh, oh no, I, I know what those are. <laughs> you don't have to trail off like I don't understand what a porn cam is, but no, it, no, it's so it's literally just people talking about random shit, like not like doing anything. I or, mean, a bunch of them are women, which is not. I guess that's not surprising. That's anyway. not surprising, but yes. Um, well, Twitch now is gonna like start doing like pre-recorded, you know, pre-produced content and all kinds of stuff anyway. So mm-hmm. I'm not really surprised that they have something like that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. They can uh, they can slot into where YouTube is falling down. Yeah, seems things. like that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, but moving on, um, the final story that I wanted to talk about before we get to our amazing what the fuck section uh, is GDC. So obviously GDC is the Game Developers Conference. Um, they were set to award a lifetime achievement award to uh, a co-founder of Atari, uh, Nolan Bushnell. And uh, apparently this is causing quite a bit of controversy because uh, Nolan Bushnell has a history of of very sexist behavior, and now there's sort of a backlash, obviously in in our, in U.S. culture, I should say right now. I don't know, I don't know if I can say globally, but certainly in the U.S. right now, there's a big movement, the Me Too movement, um, and time up, times up movement to sort of fight back against uh, sexual harassment, and it's you know it's affecting the video game industry as well. I had no idea that this guy had this past. Um, yeah. Do do you think that his you know his past actions should deny him the lifetime achievement award? I, yeah, I, a, feel, I feel like Yahel, Yahel is, our, is our resident historian here, so I think he's, you know, I want to hear his, I, his response. Yeah, first. yeah. I, I mean, in almost any book about Atari or anything, like, you, like, it, it, I'm not surprised. I, I've read it before, like, in tons of books. If you watch any, any in-depth documentaries about Atari and the culture they had then, like, inevitably, either someone who worked there or sometimes Nolan himself will bring up women. Uh, he's not prompted to do so. Mm. So I, I'm not really surprised. Um, I, you know, someone in the article, uh, I, and I think it might have been a woman, she uh, makes mention that it's not that he shouldn't be recognized. It's just that with the timing mm. and the climate, it, it makes it seem like the GDC is... Uh, tone deaf. Is, yeah, yeah, tone deaf to, to what's going on and kind of like almost like it's being swept under the rug. So, And, and with that, at the very least, I, I agree with. It may be just not, not it, probably not the best year for him. <laughs> probably not. But you, but you think he should, you agree with that sentiment that he should just let's, let's give it a couple more years before we give him the lifetime achievement award. Is that I, what you're... I, I mean, maybe even next year. I mean, barring I, I, it's it, now just to be clear, he's not being accused of sexually assaulting someone uh, or, or raping somebody. It's, it's mostly, is he would make like off-colored, you know, remarks or whatever, which you know, obviously, I'm not, I'm not trying to, for, for, you know, justify, but I, I just don't 
if people who aren't familiar, I don't want them thinking like, oh, this is comparable to what like you know Weinstein was doing or something. Right, right. Um, right. So I, I I agree with the with, with them. You know, it's I, I recognize them, but not this year. Hmm. Mm, that's fair that's fair it, it doesn't do anything good for the gdc e- either to, to do it right now i mean yeah it seems know. it seems a little random uh but yeah uh connor josh what's your take on this oh i was just thinking it's very sticky when you're talking about uh i guess like just sexist remarks versus actual sexual assault um there's a distinction there but it's also a very uh very tense climate in general for that kind of thing um i guess in this case uh i, I appreciate the context he held because i didn't really know much about this guy but uh I, yeah when you're talking about someone's career and what they accomplished i don't necessarily think remarks take away from that but i also think like you don't want to look like you're encouraging behavior from somebody that sure. is distasteful so it's like hard to i i mean i if he was like literally on the hook for criminal activity like 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 weinstein was mm-hmm. or just like you've literally victimized people you weren't just saying messed up stuff um that's that's a different situation um in terms of like whether or not he should get his award later on like i don't even know i feel like maybe the time has passed like it was if it was a couple of years ago this wouldn't really be an issue but then again i think sexism has always been not okay it's been not okay for a while but think i think people are just being way more vocal about it now which is a good thing sure it's just like yeah, yeah it's just i don't know man if you want to give him an award just do it quietly i feel like hey this is for your career has nothing to do with you as a person just just take this and you know try and lay low like if, they, if you want to do that do that but otherwise i don't know man like honoring people who aren't role models in general is usually a bad idea but who knows hmm that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I'm I'm gonna have to side with you, Hell though. I, I'd say give it you know, give it a year or two and uh th- there's 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 no sort of um there's no arguing with the fact that this guy made a massive, massive mark on the video game industry. For sure. Right? This guy is a pioneer of the video game industry. Chuck E. Cheese exists because of this man. Um so, you know, I, I think I think the GDC w- w- would be really stupid to recognize him right now because yeah. even if they wanted to, I just, agree. Imagine if okay, they they give him the award, and then a few weeks after, somebody comes forward with a more serious allegation because mm-hmm. now they they feel uh, you know more comfortable doing so. And you know, you're the assholes at the GDC that were like, "Oh, it wasn't that bad," so we give him the award anyway. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a bad road to go down in general. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they should not. They, they shouldn't do it. So, yeah, uh, this is also. Uh, I'll, to- I'll toss this question out to our listeners as well. Where do you feel does this man deserve a lifetime achievement award, or should we just let this thing blow over and then give him the award? Uh, tweet at us at Pack Podcast. Let us know what you think. Um, and that I think wraps us up for the uh, the regular stories. But we have three fantastic what the fuck stories for you tonight. Uh, the first one, I'm gonna go. You know, they're they're not. Eh, you know, they're actually as as all things concerned, as far as you know, our usual stories, they're all like nice. Like it's not like 
somebody did something really stupid and killed someone over a video game or something like these are just a bit of head scratchers to me uh this week um the first one, change of pace so there's it no is, death involved in these <laughs> it is like for once we're not talking about swatting or something so i'm i'm cheesy yeah thank you <laughs> um although we probably should have I mean, that was, was that earlier this month? That was pretty horrendous. There yeah, was I don't, I don't think we've talked about it. Yeah, it happened during the days, but we've talked about it. Yeah. All right. We'll save that one for, for another time because that one, that one gets really dark really fast, um, especially because it was over a $1.50 bet. Um, God. So we'll, we'll save that one. We'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll put a pin on that. So the, the first what the fuck story has to do with Nike. Um, and I thought this was. Just really odd. Uh, Nike is partnering with PlayStation to make light emitting shoes. Uh, these are gonna these bad boys are gonna set you back a hundred and ten dollars, which seems like a lot to me. But I know virtually nothing about sneakers, so maybe this is normal in in sneakerland. Um, and the battery on these supposedly lasts for a hundred and fifty hours. Uh, they basically have. Um, uh, what what would you call the part that glows? What like the the it's not the sole, it's like the outside, right? Or the uh, no, yeah, that that top part and above the laces, so the, yeah. the tongue, the tongue? the tongue. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so the tongue of the shoe is what glows, um, and it's got two different um, icons. One one shows the um, PlayStation icon, and do you guys recognize the other one? There's yeah, the Nike swoosh on the bottom, and then no, no, wait, yeah, the other one. It looks like almost like a uh, kind of like a Bluetooth symbol, but not really. No, they're they're partnered with um, some dude from the Oklahoma City Thunder, and those are his initials, I believe. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. I that's really... where the that's where the PG two comes from. Gotcha. Oh, I see. I see. These are the sec- these are the second shoes he's designed for Nike that are on sale. I see, I see. Gotcha. I like the um, that the holes for the sneakers, not the the shoelaces. The holes for the shoelaces have the colors of the uh, controller, the mm-hmm. controller buttons. I think that's a nice little touch. But uh, anyone here going to be picking these up? I think they're I think they're cool, and I'm not a sneaker guy, but I'd kind of like to have a pair. Um, if you if you do decide to pick these up for your hundred and ten dollars, you also get a sweet sweet uh, I think skin for your PlayStation uh, background or something like that. Yeah, sweeten sweet the deal a little bit. Yeah, sweeten the deal a little bit. Uh, yeah, code which allows purchasers to download a matching dynamic theme for their PlayStation. Who gives a fuck? I guess the same person that would buy these shoes, I suppose. I mean, they're, I, they're looking I, for the full package. I, well, I might buy those shoes, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you're six five. The air is there, so we can we can forgive so, you. So just, <laughs> just just a little nostalgia story. When I was a kid, a friend of mine bought a pair of Air Jordans, uh, and this must have been ninety five, ninety six, maybe. And they were black and turquoise and purple. Um, Stylish. Year. They looked really dope. I remember thinking. I they were super cool at the time. And these remind me of those, and that's part of why I want them. I get that. I respect that. I mean, they, they, for me, it's like, I don't like giant logos on stuff I wear. I don't like to advertise, like, look at the brand I'm wearing. But if, I mean, I like PlayStation, so I don't mind that logo. But generally, I'm not into flashy stuff like that. I will admit, they are 
awesome looking shoes. Like they're pretty cool. Uh, but I kind of generally refuse to spend more than like 50 bucks on a pair of shoes. Like I, I've never done that. So uh, not for me, but I can see the appeal. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you really feel passionate about PlayStation and sneakers, and I'm sure a lot of people do, though, all the people out there who... Uh, there are plenty of people I can picture wearing these, for yeah, sure. So. Yeah. So, it's... it's uh, listen, uh, they go on sale February 10th. I'm sure they're going to sell out pretty freaking fast, from what I understand about this kind of stuff. So, make sure you, uh, you know, if you want one, get on it early, or else they're mm. going to be gone, I'm sure. Um, our next story involves a beer a beer which i would like to drink but i can't because it's only made in atlanta um a brewer in atlanta is making a beer based on or inspired by legend of zelda nice so it is called the triforce ipa um and they're also basically saying that the other reason it's called the triforce is it only has um that the ingredients are derived are derived from three malts, barley, wheat, and oats, and then three hops. So all of which come together, according to them, to uh, form the pieces of courage, power, and wisdom. Um, so unfortunately, Atlanta's state law prevents the shipment of it from out of Atlanta for whatever reason. So you have to you have to go down there to try it. So I'm, yeah, hell, I think okay. you are geographically the closest. Of us, <laughs> I give up drinking, man. Ah, I know, I know. Just I mean, just have one. Just right. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the show. You got to do yeah. it uh, yeah. for science. <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed to drinking again. I just kind of stopped. But uh, yeah, you, you know, I was looking at the can, and uh, I can see Nintendo having a problem with a couple things, though. Uh, on one of the uh, like hop Triforce things on the can, it. The, the the one in the lower right hand looks a little bit too much to like the um like some NES, uh, link yeah i don't know uh, i don't it's like I'm a not... gnome it's like a garden gnome or something no like if you look at the other one the one yeah the other i'm sorry yeah yeah next, to the right of that yeah yeah if you see where uh under courage where it says hazy oh yeah uh, that one kind of does look a little bit to me like the nes uh sprite for like and, and i can see with the combination of that and it's dangerous to go alone on the can i can see them having to change yep. a few things. yeah so this isn't done in partnership with nintendo they just did this on their own right so correct like, if nintendo had a problem they could definitely say hey don't don't publish that or don't release that right yeah that, that's something that they would do probably especially since it's beer and they might not be down with like being sponsored or whatever or being associated with an alcoholic yeah. beverage i don't know maybe if the beer came in a i don't know a piece of cardboard or something they'd be <laughs> if, if it if it was like shaped like an amiibo like it, that's the bottle it came in <laughs> or something like that i mean it, that's cool I mean, more power to them i just i'm personally my kind of like soapbox about beer is like i'm sick of ipas God, like, thank I was, you. I was waiting for good. Hate IPAs. I didn't God, think, I'm glad I'm not alone because I feel I, I love craft breweries. I, I go to them all the time. I'm a beer aficionado, or at least I like to think so. Um, but I'm so sick of like everyone. Just, Here's a triple IPA. Like, dude, no, I just want to enjoy it. Like, I just I want it to be mellow. Like, Here's the most bitter shit you can possibly put in your mouth and think it's cool. It's like, hey, here's some battery acid that tastes like pine cones. Like, it, it, you're so cool oh. and hip and smart for drinking it. <laughs> like, I'm sick of it, shit, dude. It's so annoying. But I mean, I've had IPAs that I've enjoyed, but generally it's just like, 
calm down. Like, what's wrong with a logger? Would that kill you? But <laughs> what, that's, what's, that's just yeah, me. what's wrong with having a balanced beer? Why does it all seriously better ass shit? You know seriously, I mean? thank you. But I, that aside, this is neat. I'll say that much. So, so basically, what what I'm hearing is the brewer behind this, which is a second shelf beer company, needing to make a non IPA Zelda drink, and then Connor's going to be all over that shit. I, I mean, I, I'll drink it at that point. Yeah. I'm not like a Zelda fanboy where I'll I'll you know follow it to the ends of the earth, but I would try that for sure. But I mean, even just like a red ale or a, or. A, Wheat ale. I'm not like ales in general are fine, but everything's an IPA these days. I'm sick of it. I would, I would love to see a brown ale personally, but yes. Oh, that'd be cool. I'd be down with that. Yeah. I'd be down with that. Um, you know, if you're in Atlanta, check it out. See if you can uh, snag mm-hmm. a copy of, or not a copy, but see if you can grab a can for yourself. Yeah, get us uh, a six pack and let us know what you think. I'm sure, I'm sure this is one of those things that's like, going to become valuable to have because i'm sure they're going to get cease and desisted and then they won't be able to make any more and whoever has it is going to like sell it for exorbitant prices so yeah i'll take the gan i'll take the ganon triple stout that they make that there you go (laughs) oh yes absolutely absolutely um our last what the fuck story i think is the most interesting of the bunch an indie rpg game developer uh, has decided to use real-time Bitcoin prices to scale loot and difficulty in their game. Now, I think this is fucking brilliant. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Um, the name of the game is um, Imp- Imperatum. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, and it's basically like Diablo in space. Um, sounds and- awesome. Yeah, and this is uh, it's it's twenty dollars if you want to try it out on Steam Early Access. Um, you don't have to play with this option. It's it's um, you don't have to play with this Bitcoin pricing thing, but you can if you want to. Uh, here's how it works: if you choose to turn it on, uh, their algorithm is constantly checking the price of Bitcoin. As the price of Bitcoin go, goes up, uh, you get uh, the chance for rare loot to drop goes up with it, along with the difficulty of the uh, of the monsters. As the price goes down, conversely, rare drops go down, but so do the difficulty of the monsters. Uh, but it's a little unclear to me, like because Bitcoin is is while not at the high it once was, it's still kind of exorbitant. Uh, let's see where it's currently at. It's currently at looks like about ten thousand. Hmm. It's higher than I expected. Yeah. Oh, it's higher than you. What? What do you think it was? Yeah, it's higher than expected. I just, I, I just thought Bitcoin was at zero these days. <laughs> I, don't know why. I don't really follow it though. So who knows? Uh no. It was like last month was around twenty thousand. Jeez. Um. So yeah, what do you guys think? Oh, it looks like it just fell under 10,000. Time to invest. Oh. Yeah, bye, bye, bye. I just hope it doesn't require a massive video card because Bitcoin has made it impossible to buy. <laughs> there, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I've heard about this. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. There are ripples, rip, repercussions of this uh, of this uh, cryptocurrency thing, and that's one of them, and I'm sick of it. It sucks. I was trying to buy some RAM, and it's like, goddamn. But uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that's a really cool, I mean, 
it's like if you don't want to go through the trouble of uh, calculating and programming a, like a you know a system to scale the loot kind of the I guess you could say conventional way. This is a, you know that's a good workaround to just take a real like an already established economy and go from there. So that's kind of neat. I definitely think it's it's a way to get attention for yourself. In the well, that too. It's great market. PR. It's 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 huge. Like you know. It sets you apart for sure, right? With your game, but um, I'm just curious with like the bases. Like, did they start off assuming that Bitcoin is always going to be, you know, what was was zero zero or was five thousand? You know what I mean? I think they probably just assumed it would fluctuate a lot, which would make the you know the games mechanics more more interesting. I don't think they really thought it was. I, I don't know though. I'm just guessing they probably thought it would fluctuate a lot. Which well, one? you thought Bitcoin was worth zero, so I don't know if you're the <laughs> best judge. No, yeah, I don't even listen to me right now. So. <laughs> just just yeah, Kind of interesting, kind of interesting if you want to check it out. Um, I think that is all the time we have for this show, though. Um, as always, make sure you uh, hit like, subscribe, uh, you know, comment below, or just tweet at us and let us know what you thought at Pack Podcast. Uh, until next time, I've been your host, Michael Schluger. Josh Irwin. I've been Connor. I'm Yehel. Have a great week of gaming. Push a lot of keys for us. And tune back in next month because we'll get, we'll get you covered. Yeah, let me do that again. Uh, three, two, one. Make sure you tune back in next month and get all caught up with your gaming news. Till then. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks, assemble!